it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. In some skates against the McDavid out of the right corner. Out to Nugent Hopkins. Scott! Great setup by McDavid, Nugent Hopkins and Hyman both going to the front of the net. Nugent Hopkins puts it home. The 200th career goal from Ryan Nugent Hopkins is the game winner tonight in St. Louis. He scores with 6-16 left in the third, and the Oilers beat the Blues 3-1. Great game tonight as the Oilers are now 4-3 on the season. This was their first road game of this campaign. It's 8:58. Thanks a lot for joining us for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Man, oh man, a lot of action, especially compared to the game these two teams played on Saturday not many more goals but a lot more action Rob and we, I want to talk about obviously the game winner and some other players who contributed tonight for the Oilers so, you know some St. Louis players were very impressive as well but I, I think we got to start with Stuart Skinner the Oilers outshot 39-28 certainly in the second half of the game you'd give the Blues uh, an advantage and really in the second half of the period but Skinner man oh man standing tall very good, uh, strong, comfortable, confident. Uh, looks, he looks like a, a seasoned NHL goaltender now. It's, you know, there was always hope uh, that he could turn into a, a, a steady National Hockey League goaltender. And then we saw glimpses of him last year. Came in with the job in hand this year, and now he's not looking to stay in the NHL. He's looking for more ice time. Uh, he had a very good start. His first one didn't get the win, but played very well. And then tonight, in a game that when they're playing back-to-back, -back, usually you see your starter get the tougher of the two assignments. But Jay Woodcroft went with uh, Skinner against St. Louis, who is the tougher of the two teams. And Skinner was excellent in this hockey game. He was the better of the two goaltenders. And having said that, Bennington was very good in the yeah. other end. Uh, he continues to shine. And when he plays the way he did tonight, he, everyone's always saying, okay, what's the split going to be? There's going to be 55, 30, 27. What, it's like, where are they going to go? 60, 20. I mean, he just he forces the coaching staff to give him more starts is what he does. And you can only do what you do when you get in the net. But when you get in the net, when you get in the game, show the coach you need more games. Show the coach that, you know what? Don't have to wait as long to use me next time. And Stuart Skinner was absolutely terrific in this game. And this game was 3-1. It hung in the balance. Uh, Bouchard turned the puck over late in the game, which t turned out to be Skinner's biggest save. An unbelievable toe save that he made in a, in a, a shot uh, from about 12 feet out. Uh, and at that point, still did not look flustered at all at any point in this game. So it was a it was a fun game for Stuart Skinner, and another confidence builder for both him and the team of what he's capable of doing. Yeah, you use the word comfortable. I think that's really appropriate. Not flopping around, mm -hmm. steady movement. 
scrambles, and I noticed too, some of those scrambles in the blue paint, he's just kind of got his glove poised. Okay, there's the puck, going to cover it up. He's not panicking or, or wiggling around. He was really, really good. And you mentioned those saves in the third period off, off the turnover. I mean, uh, uh, Walker had a great chance before that where he shot his pad out and uh, and he just was really solid. I mean, the last minute had to make a couple saves as the Blues had the goalie out. So Skinner gets the win. And we're, we're seven games in, and we've really only talked in a positive fashion about the goaltender. I, I About the goaltender. I know mm -hmm. Campbell got pulled against Calgary, but the Oilers were Bad. half asleep yeah. just to start that game. I, I mean, I, I know this, the goalie's job to make saves, but sometimes you get you got to be reasonable at some of the chances. So, yeah, yeah. We, I don't think there's a single goal we've talked about this year where we've said, oh, well, man, like an NHL goalie has to stop that. Or, or, well, he let in three. Okay, one might get by him, but you can't let all three in. I mean, the, the goalies have been really, really good. Well, we've gone through stretches here where the others had good goaltending, yet every game you say, well, you know, he could have had that one back, but he made all these other saves. And there were, you know, stretches of seven out of ten games where there was a goal that shouldn't have gone in. Uh, yeah, you're right. The, the goalies have given them all the saves they're supposed to and then stolen, you know, two or three a night where you're like, oh, that's, oh, what a save. I can't believe you got a piece of that. So uh, goaltending, I think, has been solidified. I think there, were, there was the last couple of years with Koskinen and, and Smith, there was very highs and lows. Yeah. Uh, and there was always the threat of injury. Uh, this year, with Campbell and Skinner, you're thinking, okay, uh, they might not have the, the highs that we've had with the other two, but there's going to be a more stable environment in the crease for the Edmonton Oilers. And I think it's, I mean, it's early. But through seven games, they've given them seven good starts. And I think fans, there's really never a thought going into a game about the goaltending now. I think that is being pushed completely aside. And now it's just a matter, we're talking about starts. Yeah. We're talking about penalty killing. We're not talking about goaltending anymore. Yeah, the Oilers did score first tonight as they go on to beat the Blues 3-1. Yes, he Puliarvi got his first of the season, and we'll break that down as we move along as well. But that game winner, the highlight we played off the top, Nugent Hopkins gets his fourth of the season for McDavid and Hyman. And I thought, Rob, one thing the Oilers did do well, and, you know, there was an ebb and flow to the game because I think the Blues did this same thing well at times. But when the Oilers got going in the offensive zone, you know, sometimes we talk about, well, one and done. Okay, mm -hmm. you know, they got a shot, but it was right into the goalie's glove. Or they got a shot, but the rebound was, was easily cleared. They kept a lot of pucks alive. They were persistent checking, you know, whether it was body contact, you know, poking at a stick. And even on that play, you know, some hard work down low. Hyman's involved down low as he often is. Gets the puck free to McDavid, and they go to work from there. Well, yeah, it's, there's been... The Oilers at one time were a team that off the rush, they get one good scoring chance, and if it didn't go in, that was the end of the shift in the offensive zone. Uh, now they get the chance off the rush, and then they chase pucks down. They hunt guys down. Uh, if you're the defending team, if you haven't made a decisive decision quickly to get the puck out, the Oilers are stealing it. They, got, they get sticks on pucks very quickly. They get into passing lanes, and they just continue to pester you. And I think teams are... Still, despite seeing the other success last year, still surprised at how quick. I mean, when Connor's out there, you expect it, but but a Hyman, a Kane, a Yamamoto, a McLeod, they keep plays alive in the offensive zone. And what we know, because we get to watch them on a nightly basis, when you have Connor and Leon and Kane and Hyman and Nuge second and third opportunities, you find yourself in trouble. And the most opportune time to score a goal offensively 
is quickly after a turnover because the defending team, when they turn the puck over, four guys are on their way out of the zone because they're expecting the play to happen. When that turnover happens, you have a split second where you've caught the other team going the wrong way, and that's when you can attack, and that's what we saw tonight. Uh, the St. Louis Blues going out, Hyman steals the puck behind the net, and all of a sudden, Nuch puts it in the back of the net as they had numbers in front. So uh, there is a lot of good things about this game. I think both coaches will be happy with a lot of what happened on, because I thought St. Louis played very well as uh, also. But I think the Edmonton Oilers, they wanted to start this road trip off well, and, and they certainly didn't. You can't go undefeated on a three-game road trip without winning the first one. Well, they got that one under the wraps now. Connor McDavid didn't have a point the last two games. He does have an assist on the game winner tonight, so he gets one point. I did set the line before the game at one and a half for River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement bet on it. Tyler took the under, so he gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. McDavid only took one face-off tonight. Did play 21-10, still played around his usual ice time. Do you think now... We are we are going to speculate, and I'm sure everybody's going to be uh, careful what they say. But do you think there's something lingering with the collision into the post a couple from a couple days ago? Well, there, there's certainly something. I don't know uh, to what extent. Uh, Connor McDavid didn't take face-offs tonight. Ryan Nugent Hopkins did. There's no comparison in the in the face-off circle. Who's better? McDavid is much better than RNH. Uh, Connor McDavid, there's been times, even when he wasn't as good as Leon in face-offs, he liked taking face-offs. Uh, he wants to be involved with everything. So for Connor McDavid not to take face-offs, my guess is there's something that's lingering a little bit. He doesn't like the movement at taking a draw. Uh, so there's a lot of stress on the body, a lot of torque, because when all of a sudden you're pulling and they're pulling at the same time, the two sticks meet, it, it, there's, there's a little bit of uh, friction. Um, so maybe maybe he's got something that is slowing him down a bit, but certainly not enough to keep him out of the lineup as I thought he had a very good hockey game. All right, so the Oilers win it 3-1. Let's head back to St. Louis. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Cuts it off away from Jay, starting, starting off with the, the big goal of the game, Nugent Hopkins gets his 200th of his career. Just maybe describe that, that goal going in for a team and just maybe what Ryan Nugent Hopkins kind of means to this team. Well, yeah, it's a big goal for Ryan. Uh, I think that line had numerous chances um, throughout the game um, on the power play, uh, five on five. Uh, right before that, we had hemmed that group in for a while and uh, we stuck with it. And that's what I really enjoyed was, was the fact that we stuck with it um, until they broke down and uh, where Ryan scored that goal I'm, I'm very proud of because he went hard to a hard area to have success and for a young guy like that to have 200 goals in his NHL career you know I think it's uh, credit to him and his longevity and his importance to our organization you talk about sticking to it was that kind of the difference tonight when you compare it to that uh, that two nothing loss before Rogers yeah well you know what that that game at Rogers I thought it was uh, tight maybe a little bit tighter checking than, than tonight was. Um, less chances. Uh, tonight was a higher pace. Um, we skated at the level that we we felt good about. Um, that that one in Rogers was the 
decided in the first five minutes on a special team. And, uh, you know, but we felt good about um, a lot of things in that game. Uh, I think we've given up five goals in the last three games. We feel good about that. We got a great goaltending performance from Stuart Skinner. We found a way to stick with things uh, in a tough building. And, um, you know, it's a chance for us to, to build on this as we head into uh, Chicago tomorrow. You've spoken often about watching Stewart sort of develop. I mean, can you discuss maybe this continuation in a, in a big yeah. game like tonight and throughout this season? Yeah, well, I can say to you that uh, nobody expects games like that more than Stuart Skinner himself. And for me, having uh, had my relationship with him over the last four or five years, you know, I've seen him uh, grow and I continue to see him grow. He's trying to stake a claim to play as many games as he can and is what is his true first year in the National Hockey League. He's got the confidence of his teammates and certainly the confidence of his coaching staff. Yeah, that's not just lip service to start him in a big game like this on the road, to no. start the road trip. I mean, yeah, we. I feel good anytime. I was asked the question this morning. I don't know if you guys in, uh, and they said, well, why are you start, starting Stuart Skinner tonight here in St. Louis? And I said, because I think he's going to help us win the game. And uh, I've, I hold that belief in Stuart Skinner. I hold that confidence in him. And like I said, it's not just about what the head coach thinks. It's what his coaching staff thinks. It's what his teammates think. And, and I think uh, it's a credit to him and all the work that he puts in to have that uh, confidence from everybody within the organization. So Nugent Hoffman, his contributions are well documented. But if he starts scoring like this, that's an another level to his game that is, could be very valuable for you. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he's found chemistry uh, with Hyman and, and McDavid. Um, you know, he's uh, when he's on the wing, it frees him up a little bit for more, uh, you know, offensive chances. He's got less 200-foot responsibilities, although he ends up down low sometimes as well. And I think, uh, you know, he enjoys it. And uh, I said this the other day, too. One of the reasons we can do that is because uh, McLeod, Fogel, and Pugliarvi are playing the way they are. And they're giving us a line that uh, is capable, go capable of going against anybody in the National Hockey League. And that allows us to play Nuge on the wing. I know you're late, but can I just ask about Jesse? He had a lot of jump today. He looked pretty good. Yeah, so I was happy for him that, you know, that he one went in. And I thought, um, you know, he had numerous chances. That line was good again. Um, they made a lot of really good plays. I feel good when they're on the ice. I was happy that uh, he got on the score sheet tonight. Good. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Jay Woodcroft after his Edmonton Oilers win 3-1 in St. Louis. Zach Hyman had a goal and an assist. He assisted on the game winner. He got the empty netter to put away. I'm going to nominate Hyman as the fourth star of the game for Jandel Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. He just keeps showing up and doing his thing. I don't know if there's been a bit more consistent forward for the Oilers in a long, long time. Uh, he just, he does all the right things. Uh, he never cheats, he never cuts corners. Uh, and, and the one thing that you and I talk about off air a lot while we're watching the game, it, he'll get shorthanded, he'll have to bring the puck up, and he'll be a one on three. And most guys, one on three, will dump it in the corner, either change or get into a defensive positioning. He takes the puck down into the corner, and he'll just keep putting body position, keep turning, twisting, turning, and then he comes out of it. And there'll be three guys on the defending team there, and he'll come out and he'll get a scoring chance or be able to take it to the net. He's, he's as good as anyone in the National Hockey League uh, in the corners with the puck on his stick. It's amazing how long he can keep, keep it on his stick. It doesn't matter how many guys are defending him, but he just gives the team an energy. 
gives them a positive shift every time he's out there. And he makes whichever line mates he have, he makes them better. And I know that Nugent Hopkins, a nice little whack out of the air goal, and it was a, a wonderful play by Connor McDavid, you know, anticipating where RNH was going to be. But the play was made by Hyman winning a battle behind the net and getting the puck to Connor McDavid. That's what he does. He keeps plays alive as much as anyone else on on the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Well, and when we 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 obviously saw him play for the Leafs in that the the 56 game season. We saw him eight or nine times or or whatever it was, and he, he's always noticeable even if he doesn't score. You know, we sometimes use the phrase in hockey, a guy is hard to play against. I, I, for, for Hyman, I would think he's annoying to play against. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I, sorry, well, it's funny because you would think Connor McDavid is is as hard to play against as anyone that's ever played the game. Right. Because of what he's capable of doing, his speed, his strength, all of those things. And But when you see him out there, you're like, oh, my God, here he comes, Connor. With Hyman, it's not as imposing. You see this guy that simply outworks you. And that's what's annoying about him is he. there's nothing completely special about him physically. It's just that he never quits. And he's so strong on the puck. But he is... Uh, uh, um, when we watched him with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I've said this before, I was always excited to see Matthews play or Marner play or Tavares play because they're superstars in this league. But every game, Hyman was the guy that stood out. Sometimes Matthews had a great game, but there's games you didn't notice him. You always noticed Hyman. And I think you're seeing that now with the Edmonton Oilers with Connor and Leon and Kane and all these great players. There's nights where you're like, Oh my goodness, what a game Hyman have. And I don't know if you keep track of your four stars of the night, but I think Zach Hyman is a popular pick for you. And the three stars, Skinner the first star, Nugent Hopkins the second star, Bennington the third star. Both goalies were excellent. Skinner stopped 38, Bennington stopped 26, and both guys made some big saves along the way. The Oilers scored first for the second consecutive game, which is a nice uh, trend. Hopefully they can keep going. And Jesse Pugliarvi gets the goal, originally credited to Nurse, but it turned out Pugliarvi got a piece of it on the way in. Well, that line was good again. Uh, yes, he had a couple good chan chances as Warren Fogle turned playmaker tonight. He sent Nurse up for the shot from the point, and then later in the, the game, he set up uh, Yessi from behind the net, and Yessi had a great opportunity, too, short side. But on the goal that he scored tonight, Yessi, the key for a big body like him is hang around the blue paint. Go to the net. Uh, you're a big man. You can screen. Uh, puck hits you. Deflection cause havoc and on the goal that he scored he was going towards the net and it was a nice shot by nurse putting it in an area that he could deflect it and he didn't get a whole big piece of it but you don't have to you just have to make the puck change direction and it did and that is a confident boost for a young player we've talked about it with Jesse a lot when he's going well he's a confident hockey player a goal for a young hockey player gives you confidence. Hopefully that'll carry on in the game against Chicago. And on that goal, both Pugliarvi and Fogel getting their first points of the season. That is our quick change for Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Lube today. Okay, Edmonton 3, St. Louis 1 is the final. We're happy to hear from you at 780-496-0063. We'll have more post-game reaction from the Oilers dressing room. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Now Shen with it. He'll get it out to O'Reilly. It's shot, saved by Skinner, and rebound stopped by Skinner off of Barbashev. 
That is your save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. A lot of options there as Stuart Skinner was outstanding tonight. 38 stops. He gets the victory. The Oilers beat the Blues 3-1 in their first road game of the year. They're at Chicago tomorrow. It's on 6.30 Chad. Face-off show at 5. They'll drop the puck at 6.30. The Blackhawks doing surprisingly well so far this season. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Uh, power plays tonight. Blues go 1 for 3. Oilers go 0 for 2. A lot of pressure by the Oilers mm -hmm. uh, for the majority of the time on their power play. Uh, did they get away with one? Should, should the Blues <laughs> had another power play with about 7 minutes left? Well, with this, the score tied 1-1, uh, Ryan O'Reilly's going up and it was a penalty. Cam Kyler Yamamoto got his stick in and kind of corkscrewed O'Reilly to the point where O'Reilly went down and St. Louis actually stopped for a second. Well, some Oilers did too. Yeah, they, they, it was it was a blatant penalty. It was it was obvious. Uh, and on the ensuing, like right afterwards, St. Louis went to make a play and ice the puck, simply because the two St. Louis players were laying on the ice, and it was off the next faceoff that eventually the Edmonton Oilers scored. So yes, the referees put the whistle away. Kyler Yamamoto should have had a penalty there. But having said that, uh, I think you can go through the, the game most nights and find things that should have or shouldn't have been called. But yes, that was one that it was pretty blatant and very surprising that the Edmonton Oilers weren't shorthanded. Well, and the Oilers came up with a big penalty kill just prior to that because uh, Darnell Nurse got... He got his money's worth. If you're going to take a penalty, if you're going to take a cross-checking penalty, you might as well take it. He absolutely buried Walker. who That was one of Skinner's great saves, too. Yes. And uh, Nurse came in and just drilled Walker to the ice. Yeah, St. Louis has, they have a good power play. They move it around well and had a number of great chances. And uh, between big saves by Skinner or good blocks by the by the Oilers' defenders, uh, they were able to keep the puck out of the net on that one and give their, their, their team a chance to come back and win the hockey game. But uh, it's for the Oilers' power play was 0 for 2. They have probably had play in the offensive zone three minutes and 20 seconds of the four minutes and had a ton of grade-A scoring chances. Uh, their power play may not have scored tonight, but it certainly was dominant. Yeah, well, and that was part of the reason Drysaddle had a shift of four minutes and 34 <laughs> seconds because the first unit was out for the entire power play in the second period, and then he then he couldn't get off the ice. 780-496-0063. If you want to chime in tonight, we have Rocket standing by. Hi, Rocket. Go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? I I want to talk. I, I I don't want to talk about like the the obvious players, McDavid, Drysaddle, blah blah blah. I want to talk about the goaltending. Like Skinner, he's only played two games in I don't know how many days now. It's been quite a while, and and this guy is 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 solid as a rock. So. You know, we had Campbell, who I like as well. But when you're talking about tandem goaltenders and what the Oilers have had in the last 30 years, I was listening to another sports show today, and they were talking about that, and nobody could remember, you know, who the two best were. Like the, the best goaltending tandem the Oilers have ever had? Like, not a guy that played, like, 60 games, but a tandem. Well, you well, you might have to go back to Mogan Fewer. I don't know. No, I don't know if these guys are going to be <laughs> on that level, but, yeah, I mean, the, the part of the reason when the Oilers have had a, a lot of tough years 
they, they thanks for the call rocket they you know they had subpar goaltending uh, yep. among other issues and rob you were right earlier um it wasn't that they had like bad goaltending the last couple of years but they had goaltending that made people nervous yes. because of smith's eight and again i've said this a million times because i think we got to be fair to mike smith if you look at his stats the last two years if you just showed somebody his stats and took the name and the age out, oh. you'd be like, that guy must be must be pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah, but I understand he was he was hurt and and his you know he had off nights, uh, and and Koskinen as we've said had some excellent games, but his off nights were were really well, off. Well, Koskinen, so, Koskinen was a really really good backup goaltender that at times was put in to be had to play as had to play as, as, as a starter, as starter yes. because of injuries. So I think there was just. A little bit more relief when the Oilers signed Campbell and they had Skinner coming up. It's the age is better. Uh, there's going to be consistency. Their hope is going to be better. Uh, but I don't know if they'll have the highs that Mike Smith gave them. But they're hoping that there won't be any of the the injury issues that go along with what we had with Mike Smith the last couple of years. Three one. The Oilers win it whenever they get to five or more in a game. We turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That would allow you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite steak. House. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. We'll go back to the phones here. We have Sir Robert standing by. Hey, Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, guys, how you doing? Good. <coughs> well, I mean, uh, I guess I want to I want to touch a little bit in how uh, I guess my um, Saturday after the game when they lost two nothing, I I didn't call in obviously, or maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, but anyway. I remember thinking to myself, hey, like this is these are the kind of games the Oilers have to, you know, if they're going to get themselves from where they are to being great and eventually finding ways to win it all. I figured I said to myself that part of it is part of that is going to have to be learning learning how to win games where it's like halfway through the third period and it's one one or it's two two. Whatever the case may be, you're you're gonna have to find find ways to grind and win and win games like that. And tonight, for me, was a uh, a perfect example of that. And uh, and uh, Skinner, I thought, obviously, I mean, I was I got to be honest, I was a bit surprised that it wasn't Campbell tonight. But I mean, Skinner went in there and he looked great, especially in the second period. And I mean that uh, I mean the tying goal. That's I, I mean that's just great hand eye there. I, I mean that's a bit of a it's a bit of an unlucky bounce where Hitzman goes in. So, I mean, overall, good game. It's, uh, you know, uh, nice to see that we've kind of uh, stabilized a little bit after those uh, those few, uh, I guess you'd say, subpar games to start the season. And uh, nice to see that we're uh, finally uh, over 500 here. So, yeah. uh, uh, take it to Chicago tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sir Robert. We appreciate it. Well, again, Skinner's been great, and I, I think it was Rocket that said he hasn't played. I mean, he's played two out of the. He started two out of the seven games, yep. and he played five sixths of the other one, of the of the Calgary one. So, so he's more or less played three of the. Yeah, seven but games. I mean, if he's if he starts, well, I mean, if it's about a one third split, then you should start every three, three or four to <laughs> ten. Yeah, you can't start three and a half out of ten. Well, you can. You just don't finish it. You start it, but don't finish it. Um, I, I, I think that Campbell is the starter. I think they have a number probably in their head of how many starts they want, but play will dictate whether that's more or less. Uh, if Campbell plays very well, then you don't have to alter it. You can stay with what you like. If Campbell plays, you know, has an, an average day or two, then you know that Skinner's capable of coming in, not just playing that one that he's supposed to play. Maybe he can play two. Uh, 
as a as a backup goaltender, your job is to be ready when called upon. Yeah. And sometimes there's stretches in between those games, longer obviously than any starter will ever have to do. But you have to be ready. It's a different mindset. Uh, you have to be very mentally strong because uh, you're going to go long stretches between games, and if you do come in in the between it's usually when your team isn't playing well so you're having to jump in that way but Skinner came in and gave everything that the Oilers could have hoped for and the confidence that the coaching staff and the players will have in him goes through the roof and it'll allow the coaches to make an easier decision if they have should we play Skinner now well yeah last game he was fantastic so they'll have that mindset now going forward it, and Skinner has referenced a couple times that he's been reading some books by uh, an author named Ryan Holiday uh, I'm just double checking the titles the obstacle is the way ego is the enemy stillness is the key and Ryan Holiday writes about stoicism <laughs> Really, and uh, you know, kind of not focusing on the negative, and yep. and you know, working to not just be confident, but not let bad things bother you. Like you know, have faith in your preparation and your your abilities and things like that. And and I think that's important, probably in life, not just yeah, in hockey. Well, one hundred percent. But if you wanted, if you wanted to pick one position that needed <laughs> that, it would probably be goaltender because that's a job where. Most nights you will not be perfect. You will get scored on. I mean, most yep. nights you will not get a shutout. So, you know, I, I think that we're seeing the physical and some of the mental preparation paying off for skin. Well, for a goaltender, when you're mis when you make a mistake, it's glaring because there's a goal. Uh, anyone else on the ice makes a mistake. The goaltender has the opportunity he, to. He has to save everybody else. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he makes he he makes people forget the mistake when you got walked or forget the mistake when you turn the puck over. Because when a defenseman gets walked one on one, you don't remember it unless that guy scored. When a guy turns the puck over in the neutral zone or in front of his own net, you don't remember that turnover unless the guy scores. But every time a goaltender makes a gaffe. You remember it because the puck's in the net. Uh, and you've got, I, I remember Tom Brasso, when he played goal, yep, okay, pull the puck out, and he'd just keep on playing. Never let it bother him. And, and that's the way you have to be as a goaltender. When you're emotional, sometimes you're still thinking about that last mistake, and here they come again. And teams, other teams know that. Mm -hmm. And they can see when a, a goalie is rattled, and they start talking on the bench, shots on net from anywhere, this guy's rattled, let's get on him. But if they see a, a goalie that is stoic in net, that nothing bothers him, it does affect you as a player in the opposition. You're like, there's nothing getting by this guy tonight. And that's when players start to change the way they shoot. They start overpassing because they feel that other goaltender, it, it's, he gets in their head. So good on him reading that. And obviously, from what we've seen, very mentally strong young man. Skinner, Stone, St. Louis, 38 saves. Oilers beat the Blues 3-1. Douglas is up next on the open line, 780-496-0063. We're back after the news. Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. To shore through the middle to CC up the right wing for McLeod. He'll skate into the blue zone. He'll drop the puck to Ryan. He'll shoot it, saved by Bennington, and he covers it up with a minute 54 to go in the second period. Well, Devin Shore got belted. 
That is our crunch of the game for Cougar Payne Collision. Our family helping your family. The crunch of the game in the Oilers 3-1 win over the St. Louis Blues. So the Oilers record goes to 4-3. The Blues are now 3-2. You're going to hear from uh, Stuart Skinner in a minute here. First, we'll go to the open line, 780-496-0063. We have Douglas standing by. Douglas, go ahead, sir. Well, great. I'm just waiting to hear from Skinner again. What a great game he played and compared to uh, Biddington who I loved before from Sherwood Park right but he was sticking guys and you know he should have had several penalties you know he just can't do that as a goalie Skinner which is cool and his team supported him and yeah Yamamoto could have had a, there could have been several penalties you know in that game yeah and as I listened to the game well they put the whistle away Okay, well, that's the way it goes. I think and, uh, I think Bennington's from Ontario, Douglas. Are you thinking of another goalie, or am I mixed up? Uh, maybe I'm mixed up. I th I'm pretty sure Bennington's from Ontario, but that's okay. There's a lot of there's the Skinner's from Edmonton, as I'm sure you know. Oh yeah, yeah, Bellington or whatever. But the point is that uh, Skinner's cool. He's just stoic as the last person said that's a great way to be a goalie because you know, I used to play if you had crazy goalies and they're all over the place <laughs> you know you don't know what to do and it's a great call by the coach to put him in and Cavill plays tomorrow fine yeah Right on. Thanks, Douglas. Appreciate it. 780-496-0063. couple things. First of all, Evander Kane was quite angry <laughs> with Binnington. I think that was way back in the first period. But uh, Kane drove the net, and Binnington got the got the blocker up in Kane's face. Actually, I think they showed the replay. It was the glove that he got him with and got him pretty good. And I think he was thought Kane was going to do a little closer flyby, but Kane actually pulled off, and Binnington actually had to go forward to reach his face. Uh, yeah, that was that easily could have been a penalty right there. And it's funny because certain players, I don't want to say targeted, but referees keep a good eye on them. So right. they know when Evander Kane's driving the net, the referees are going to watch him drive the net. So they probably would have noticed that and decided, you know what, <laughs> maybe at some point in time you deserve that, so we're going to let it slide. But, yeah, that, that should have been a penalty on Bennington, who we've seen in the past. He, he can get uh, a little emotional in hockey games and even after hockey games where he threw the water bottle at uh, Kadri last year. Oh, after the, uh, the interview, yeah. In the, during the interview. Yeah. But uh, I thought Bennington had an extra strong game tonight as well as Skinner. You know, I, and you're talking about goalies being calm, and obviously in hockey there's this reputation the goalies have of being, oh, the, the quirky guy. Maybe he's a, maybe he's a little off. Don't, uh, don't. Well earned most times. I, I, I don't know if we're still if it's still that era might be moving mm. on. But I'm, but I'll tell mm. I've, I've told this story before, but it's one of those I like to, to slide in once or twice a year because I think it's relevant. Kelly Rudy told this story on my show when he was a young goalie. So they had a road game. I think they were playing. He was with the Islanders, and I think they were playing at Washington. And Kelly said pregame he liked to have his sticks lined up a certain way, like leaning against the wall. And so there's a locker room attendant who was a high school kid doing his part-time job after school who had to, you know, bring some, you know, whatever, roll in the cart of towels or water bottles or whatever into the, the road team's dressing room. So he came in, and where he was supposed to put it, Kelly's sticks were, so he just moved the sticks over a little bit and put this cart there. And Kelly 
he tells a story about himself. And he says, I don't look like a hero in the story. He yelled, he yelled at the kid and said, what are you doing? Like, those, the, that's where my sticks are. That's how I put them. Like, who are you to put this there? And Kelly said immediately when the young man left the room, Dennis Potvin pulled Kelly aside and said, okay, two things. You represent the New York Islanders. We do not treat people like that. When mm -hmm. I'm done talking to you, you're going to find that young man and apologize, him to, apologize to him immediately. He's doing his job after school. He's doing exactly what he was told. Second of all, you just showed everybody in this dressing room that if the slightest thing goes wrong, you're going to flip out and you can't handle it. How do you think we feel going on the ice with you, of our, you as our goaltender now? It's true. Yeah, and Kelly said that was a well-earned lesson early in his career. And he said he, he, was, he was humbled and embarrassed at the time, but he says, looking back... It's a, it's a good thing he got that lesson. I played with goalies, and I talked about Tom Brassel before, but in the dressing room, he had all this stuff laid out, and if you bumped his pad or bumped his stick or anything like that, he'd yell and scream at you too. Same thing, you're like, okay, seriously. It, it's a pad, like, come on, just push it back in. And it did show that some things did affect players, and, you're, and Dennis Poffan's right. And again, players on the opposition, they, they feed off of that. If they see there's something that can throw you off your game, or if you don't like, uh, if some guy comes out, he always puts his water bottle in the same spot, and if you move it and it bothers him, you'll see guys go after the water bottle on purpose on the back of the net, because it knows it bothers them. So you try to do anything. So you want to be show you're mentally strong. Well, there's the, the goalie a couple of years ago, you'll know the kid's name, that played for the World Juniors team. Oh, Kenner. Hart, Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Yeah, I interviewed him about that a couple of and times. He always, yeah. And to the point where the opposition, because he always wanted That's to be the last person to go off. The backup goalie would just stand on the... On the opposition line. team. It's because, you know what, I'm not letting you be the last guy off. So all of a sudden, Hart's having to stay out extra, extra long. And they came out, I think it was Kelly Rudy was talking about it too, saying, hey, now you're showing that other team yeah. how to get under your skin. You can't allow that to happen. All right. The Oilers win at 3-1. Also on the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Islanders shut out the Rangers 3-0. Halfway through the second, Lightning lead the the Ducks 2-1 Raptors beat the 76ers 109 if you're on hold stay there but back to St. Louis here's the star of the show Stuart Skinner so maybe just talk about your performance tonight um just how, how you're feeling coming into the today and then to put on that performance for your team tonight yeah I felt excited to play um obviously being the first time uh being able to play the Blues so really exciting and uh, super cool moment um yeah I thought the guys played a fantastic game I thought we all played really well and we just worked for each other and uh happy that we got the first road win that's a big second period there's been 20 shots on goal what was going through your mind in that period just uh, not a lot to be honest <laughs> is uh, kind of empty up there but it was uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun though I was just you know trying to enjoy myself and have some fun out there and do the best that I can do for the guys and I mean the guys made some amazing blocks I mean uh, all, every single one of the D all the forwards were coming back hard and um, yeah it was it was awesome a lot of fun do you feel in a groove do you get in a groove when it's going like that or is, is every save is it? yeah for sure for sure I think uh, I think after the first 10 minutes if you're making a couple saves you should definitely feel good um, and saying that if that doesn't happen you can still find your groove uh, at any moment so uh, just trying to find that as quickly as you can is a good thing you've, you've come in and haven't been here it's like every time you get in there it's it's a, it's a good performance are you kind of you expected this of yourself at this point uh, 
know if I'd expect it. Um, I mean, I just go in there with the same mindset and uh, just try to do everything I can to get the win and give the guys a chance to win. And um, tonight, uh, the guys, you know, we all gave each other a chance out there. And I thought uh, both teams just played really hard and it was a grind of a game. And um, it was awesome to be in there. This was a grind of a game. Like, this is kind of a, a bit of a carbon copy of, of last game where you guys just have to stick with it, don't panic, and, and something's going to break for you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, obviously, they came out on top uh, when we uh, when we were playing at home. So it's, it's huge that we got this win. That is Stuart Skinner. Excellent tonight. 38 stops. Oilers beat the Blues 3-1. Okay, Brian and John, you're up next on the phones. I got to sneak in a quick timeout. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Wing is shot, blocked as Nurse got in front of it and trying to get it out as dry suddenly will. His pass, a breakaway, the empty net. Hyman scores! Zach Hyman! Cam Moon with the call. Zach Hyman puts it away with an empty netter. He also assisted on the game winner. Nuge got his 200th career goal with 6.16 to go. The Oilers beat the Blues 3-1. We have Brian at 780-496-0063. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Uh, good game tonight. Uh, these uh, two goalies are uh, starting off well. What a tandem. Hope... Uh, Hope it continues. Uh, question I had was on Clefbaum. Is his um, is his salary uh, affecting our cap right now? Is, is is he is he within our cap? No. Well, he's uh, so Clefbaum is on long-term injured reserve. So what that does is. When a team like the Oilers is right up against the cap, they put players on long-term injured reserve, so they then can use that money elsewhere is a, the simplest explanation I can provide. And a team would not put a player on long-term injured reserve until his salary puts them over the cap. Like if the Oilers were $20 million over the cap, they, they wouldn't put Clefbaum on long-term injured reserve. So teams only do that when they're up against the cap and then they get some relief for whatever the value of his contract puts them over. Does that make sense, Rob? Sorry, more or less his, his so, money doesn't mean anything. Right. But if but if you made if if uh, like if the salary cap was ten bucks. Yeah. And uh, you made four. Yeah. But but we were at eight million dollars, we wouldn't get four million dollars of relief, we'd get two, right? It's the it's the amount that you be put yeah. over by that player. It's not just free money to spend on somebody else. But the, his his cap. But in the Oilers' case, it almost is yeah. all the money with him and Smith going so, over. Yeah. So his it doesn't affect. There's but the he's no cap. he is not like on the salary cap. No, he's, he's on not on salary. Which does affect the cap in its own way, but he's not taking up active salary cap. And money. and he won't play. No, he, he's his, basically his career's he has, over. Yeah, he hasn't. He's 
I mean, same with Mike Smith. They're yeah. retired, but haven't officially. Because you're not going to retire with money left on a guaranteed no, contract. No, because then you don't get the money. <laughs> you still get the money. Okay, good question, though. We got John also. Oilers win 3-1 in St. Louis. Hey, John, go ahead. Hi. Uh, hi, guys. I, I It was really very rewarding to watch Stu Skinner tonight because I used to go to a lot of the Oil King games, and I remember watching him with the Madison Hat Tigers. And even then, you know, he was a stand-up guy. He was efficient in his movement, and he wasn't flopping all over, and he was squared away to the puck, and I thought, boy, this guy has an opportunity to be really, really good. And they just brought him along and improved him as, as they went, and so that was just so nice. I also have been a long supporter of Ryan McLeod, and I just... Uh, I was a little disappointed last year because I, I don't know how much progress he made, but you could see all the skill. And, and so uh, what I think the Oilers have done is, is not push guys too fast. And, you know, I'm sure Kenny Holland is a proponent of that. Uh, so good on him. The final thing is <laughs> I, I can't remember the number of times where I've said, uh, Hyman's in the corner. There's three or four guys around him. Look at him going, and he comes out with the puck, and then he makes a play and is on, involved in the goal. So what Rob said tonight, I just thought, yep, <laughs> that guy is amazing. Yeah, he, he is. It, uh, I, he might be my favorite player on the team. You're not allowed to have favorite players because I cover the team. You appreciate him a lot. Yeah, I, I do. I appreciate him. And, I mean, and everything you hear about him, he's an incredible person off the ice. But he's a guy that you could tell your kid, play like Hyman. You can't say that about play like Connor, play like Liam, because your kids can't do that. But your kids can do all the right things like Zach Hyman does. Your kids could have the same work ethic as Zach Hyman. And he just makes the players he plays with better because he gives them more and more opportunities because uh, he keeps so many plays alive. And tonight, the, the game-winning goal by R&H was a play that he kept alive. Yeah, and, and Skinner, yeah, in the WHL, he was incredible, got traded to Swift for their run in his final year of junior. And he, he turns 24 next week, November 1st. I think that's Tuesday. So, mm -hmm. and you're right, and this is hopefully what we're going to continue to see if the Oilers become a, a perennial playoff team mm -hmm. that they're not bringing up players before they're ready or or saying prospects like well you should be on the second line in the AHL but you got to be on the third line here <laughs> and, and then same can go for goalies right I mean Skinner's played ECHL AHL and now you know he's going to be the backup to, to Jack Campbell and he's going to keep building he's got a 957 save percentage <laughs> through three games so you can't argue with that no you can't and he's going to continue to push for time the more the better he plays the more he plays the way he did today is going to give him ample opportunities to play more hockey games because you're not going to want him to sit that long when he's playing as well as he has. Yeah, well, and, and you know, to get back to what we were talking about earlier, the, the, his teammates will believe in him. Yes. So when, if he does have an off night or lets in a bad goal, they're going to think, ah. Oh, it doesn't usually they're, happen. They're, yeah, yeah they're, or they're going to think, okay, either, either A, he's going to bounce back, or they're going to think, you know what, he won that game in St. Louis. If we got to get four or five tonight for him, so he yep. gets the win, we're, we're going to go get it. 100%. No, it was uh, a, another very, very good performance by Stuart Skinner. Okay, we'll call one more time out here. Back for some final thoughts. Uh, if anybody wants to chime in, we can get you in quickly. 780-496-0063. Oilers beat the Blues 3-1. Pugliarvi, O'Reilly, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman, the goal scorers. It's Heartland Ford overtime open line. 
Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. In some skates, he gets to McDavid out of the right corner. Oh, to Nugent Hopkins. Scores! Great setup by McDavid. Nugent Hopkins and Hyman both going to the front of the net. Nugent Hopkins puts it home. That's the game winner. 6-16 left in the third. Oilers beat the Blues 3-1. Career goal number 200 for the Nuge in game 726. Quickly, some stats, notes tonight. Dreisaitl leading the Oilers in ice time, 24-38. He had a shift that lasted 4-34 <laughs> in the second period. He won 11 out of 20 face-offs. Uh, Nugent Hopkins won 7 out of 12. Shore won 4 out of 5. The Oilers won the faceoff battle tonight at 57%. Nugent Hopkins and Hyman led in shots on goal. They both had 5. McDavid had 4. And uh, not a lot of hits. That's interesting. The Oilers were only credited with 8, eight hits. The Blues got 21. Uh, Vander Kane was the only Oiler to get 2. And... Interesting as well. The Oilers were credited with nine blocked shots, four of them by Kulak, uh, 21 blocked shots by the St. Louis Blues. I thought the Oilers many, block, blocked a few too. How many did they give Nurse? For uh, blocked shots? Uh, three. Three. Well, yeah, I mean, I, that one last penalty kill, he had three on that penalty kill alone. Yeah. Who's, th- who's counting? I think <laughs> that some of the mothers of the St. Louis Blues were doing the stats tonight. Okay, quickly, quickly, let's get Jim on the show here. Jim, go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, it was a great game tonight. I just what Rob said about Zach Hyman really hit home because I've got a nine-year-old son who's playing hockey and he uh, he's playing with kids that are better than him. And I just he asked me the other day when we were watching the game, "Who's your favorite Oiler?" And I said, "Well, you know, everybody loves Connor McDavid because he's amazing to watch. But I think my favorite player is Zach Hyman, and you should try and play like him, like watch him. And the kind of work that guy puts in is absolutely amazing." Yeah, 100%. And it is, he's a great inspiration to kids because it's not blazing speed or an incredible shot or uh, an amazing stick handling ability. It's just hard work. He just outworks his opponent every time he's out there. So uh, if kids could emulate anything or anybody on the, the Edmonton Oilers, he's a great one to do both on and off the ice. Okay, get more on this game, more on the Oilers on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca, more on the Elks there as well. A couple significant signings for them this week. Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. We got another game tomorrow night. Face-off show at 5, puck drop at 6.30, Oilers at the Blackhawks. It's a 3-1 win for the Oilers in St. Louis tonight, presented by Friesen Brothers. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. You've been listening to Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. 